Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad, your overly caffeinated host. Thank you for stopping by. I uh, Actually, I, you know what? I'm sufficiently caffeinated. Um, maybe overly caffeinated by some standards, but for me, it's just sufficient. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, you're at a nice level of, uh, of caffeination today. That is if you drink coffee. It's not a requirement here by any means. In fact, today, this episode is for everyone. And in fact, if you're listening, if you'll allow me to kind of get a little woo-woo on you, I think you're supposed to be hearing this right now. This is an important one. I've got uh, Chris from the Divine Evolution podcast on the show today. His podcast is so amazing, for lack of a better word. He tackles things that I don't just hear people speaking about, you know, either in real life conversations or on a podcast. He talks about what happens after we die. He talks about um, your astral body. Uh, he talks about reincarnation. And he does so in a way that I got to tell you, it makes it feels like he is speaking the truth. I can just feel it. I re- it resonates with me. We get into so many topics today. And, you know, this is kind of like a, uh, a Cliff Notes version. You know, each one of my questions to him on what his podcast actually does. You know, he does, he does deep dives. Even though they're like 15, 20-minute episodes, um, you get a lot of information. And uh, it's, it's, I, can't talk, I can't speak highly of it enough to be honest with you. I'm still going through it. In fact, he has some that I listened to numerous times, some of the episodes. So I really hope you enjoy this. I, uh, I had a blast with this conversation. There was several times where I'm just kind of, you know, so blown away. It was hard for me to formulate my next thought. But, um, you know, this was a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. It was really meaningful for me. Here's Chris with Divine Evolution. So I I think, you know, from what I've gathered listening to your show, I kind of feel like you and I have a little bit of a similar upbringing, you know, when it comes to like religion and spirituality. Um, because I was raised in a, a fundamentalist Christian belief system, right. and uh, you sure. you have such a broad depth of topics that you go into. I'm I'm just curious, like at what point in your life did you kind of start to question that worldview, you know, of uh, the fundamentalist <laughs> Christian? Very early. Yeah. I mean, I was I was considered a problem growing up in church. Really? And it was like, we had 1,500, 2,000 people, but I would be, you know, doing my little thing at 12 years old, you know, and asking questions. Hmm. And not that they were avoiding answering questions because they didn't know or didn't want to. I just don't think they knew how to deal with me. Huh? Because I would ask questions that were fairly deep and that made connections. I'd, I'm not sure that everybody did make those connections. So yeah. I learned to be kind of demure about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So later yeah, but- it became even more of a problem, but then that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, your podcast is so unique. I mean, you you talk about things that I I just don't hear about a lot that, that just aren't talked about. Things like, you know, what happens when we die, um, reincarnation, uh, loving one another, <laughs> um, and one of my favorite topics, uh, meditation. Um, what do you think it was that led you down this path? Well, I was about nine years old, and I. I was kind of a daredevil and I went to my one of my best friend's house and we were in Southern California. So of course they had a pool and I slid down the slide into the water. And as soon as I ended up in the water, I realized I didn't know how to swim. I didn't oh, even wow. think about it. Huh. So I remember thinking, I remember the, remember the entire thing. Um, I went up, tried to get out of the water two, three times on the third time. I remember thinking, wow, it's really true that, if you see somebody coming up three times, you're not going to see them a fourth oh, really? time because that's when their brain gives up huh. and my brain gave up. So I started sinking down and I was just looking straight up because I was going down to the bottom of the pool. And I remember thinking how beautiful that was because the sunshine was coming through and the bubbles were leaving my mouth, right? Huh. They were floating up and they were just glistening on the way up. And I thought, wow, how beautiful is that? And I became so calm and peaceful. Oh, wow. And then somebody jumped in and pulled me out a few seconds later. And I almost regretted that they did that. Really? Because that moment of transition was right there. Huh. And I had accepted it completely. I knew how beautiful and calm it was. It was pretty scary up to the point of acceptance. Yeah. But once I accepted it, it was just the most beautiful thing. Wow. So, of course, I realized that there's something more to what people say to what I'm hearing. You know, because we went to church four days a week, four, four times a week, three days a week. Mm-hmm. So we were hearing a lot of stuff, you know, and I was listening, you know, and trying to put, you know, stories together that. I wanted to believe it, but I couldn't figure out how that worked. This said this over here, you know. So it was just, I think, a natural thing for me. And I accepted my death throughout my lifetime, I think three times at least. Wow. So, um, each time, um, another time I was going over a cliff backwards in my car at the middle of the night in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Right here in my hometown. In your hometown. <laughs> I was on my way up to Lake Travis. Okay. And I lived on, on the lake and I was working downtown at a club, nightclub downtown. Uh-huh. It was after that we shut it down. I was headed home and I fell asleep. And I had one of those outrageously big Jeeps that were too big of tires. And so it caught the edge of the road and I tried to overcorrect. And I spun out and I went backwards over the cliff. And I just, it was the most peaceful thing again. Wow, really? Stopped so slowly. I thought I'd been killed. I thought that was easy. And I was just sitting there. It wasn't moving anymore. I was looking straight up because I was hanging on the edge of the cliff. You know how they are over there. Right, yeah. On the side. Oh, yeah, especially around Lake Travis. Oh, yeah. So I just thought a branch must have come in and hit me in the head and killed me instantly or something because it was so peaceful. Hmm. I was just sitting there looking up and I could see the stars. I was there for about 15, 20 seconds. And I thought, I don't think I'm dead. You know, <laughs> like, so I still had the car and drive. So I just pushed the gas 
And I drove up and got to the top. And what happened was there was a old barbed wire fence. And one of the two pieces of barbed wire broke, but the other one was holding my entire car. Wow. Yes, up on the edge of the cliff. But I had enough traction and then I was glad I had those big tires because then I <laughs> grabbed it. I drove yeah. out. Oh, yeah. And then very quickly, the third time uh, was just about 10 or 12 years ago. I had the pneumonia and I was uh, induced a coma. Hmm. And for two days, um, the only thing I asked of myself for the rest of my life was just take one more breath. Hmm. All wow. you, do, you don't have to take two. Just take one. And so wow. when your brain gets to that point that the only thing that's important is a single breath, what else is there that's important? There's nothing beyond that. Yeah. And so that was my, that was the third time. And I think that was the final brain reset. Huh. And I thought, wow, as important as everything is in the world, none of it really matters. The only thing that matters are people and, and uh, relationships and interaction with people. So I began kind of getting rid of everything and ultimately moved to Hawaii and changed everything. So, <laughs> wow. That's so each time you had sort of these near death experiences, would you say it, it sort of, um, changed your, you, the, chemistry of your brain at that at that point is that kind of what you were saying that it changed the way you you thought about everything each yeah, time i absolutely believe that because um i've done uh, feature films and museum work has been my career and oh, okay art so I, I have sculptures and work around the world but that aside i've had to always do a lot of research for as, as an art director for films i would have to research and as building dioramas i'd have to research so i was always researching which was kind of my brain set anyway from the very beginning, thinking, yeah. figuring stuff out, tearing radios apart when I'm a kid, that kind of stuff. So because of that analytical portion of my brain, um, when I have a supernatural experience, which that's a whole different lifestyle, <laughs> that's a whole different thing, um, yeah. many, many, many of those, um, I don't just entirely accept it for the face value. I like to think about how does that interact scientifically you know and so in my podcast i don't i try not to say too much scientifically as matter of fact because i'm not a scientist and i don't want people to come across and and put that kind of faith in me you know because right. I'm wrong i'm wrong you know ultimately it's my philosophy and i try to throw in science to just uh share my process with people right so, I guess that's where it comes from. Now, would you say that spirit guides or guardian angels saved you each one of these times? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, my grandmother uh, told me many years ago, she said uh, that she wouldn't, when she died, she said, don't be upset by this. But when I die, I'm not going to be your guardian angel. I don't think I could ever afford that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> you keep your angels busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kind of wonder you know what is there a difference between spirit guides and guardian angels there can be um, okay okay uh spirit guides are 
they can be pretty much anything. They can be your higher self. Mm, okay. They can be your, your, um, your collect soul collective. You know, you, you, we travel with people throughout all of our lifetimes. Sometimes we're incarnated. Sometimes they're incarnated. And then we act as their guides or they act as our guides. Oh, interesting. So, so there's people that we've known for a very long time. Wow. Some of them are here on earth with us at the same time and some are not. So it's, it's a huge variation. Um, but also, uh, traditionally, when we think of angels with the large wings, mm-hmm. um, those are actually uh, pretty much human souls okay. that have achieved a higher dimension. And so when they come back, they're not simply... A, um, a spirit guide, they're more of an angelic, higher vibrational being. And so our eyes in this density and third dimension, third density, the vibrations we can see, if they allow us to see them, our eyes translate that as light. Huh. Oh, wow. Okay. And light is like looking at a rainbow. Huh. Wow. Yeah, you talk a lot about light and how, you know, just the significance of it. And I've heard somebody say once that, you know, we, we basically see a fraction of the light that is available in our, or in our existence here. And it's sort of like, uh, you know, we're kind of like AM radio receivers in a HD ultra 4k type of world. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm just curious, you know, um, you know, what the significance is of light, if that question makes any sense. It makes total sense. There's nothing but light. Mm. Everything you see is light because everything is vibration and frequency. And from the very, if you go down to the very base of even beyond the atomic level is a photon. And the photon was really the first thing created in or the second thing technically, but um, in the universe. And so each photon grouped and coalesced with other photons of that same vibration. And then it just exponentially grew. And then that would create gases and different materials and different um, densities, and they would group in different ways. And so, you know, if if anybody does any kind of science uh, research or watch any kind of science shows at all, um, the space between the nucleus of an atom and the, and the neurons and stuff are, it's just massive. It's mostly empty space. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Nothing's solid. <laughs> Nothing is truly solid. And because of that, depending on the vibration of those molecules within whatever matter you're thinking of, whether it's water vapor or it's a stone, they're vibrating at a different rate. And that vibration creates solidity. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's one of the things that attracted me to your podcast first. I I think the first one I listened to was about densities and I was first introduced to the raw material a couple of years ago. I'm kind of a late bloomer, but it, it uh, really um, just kind of blew me away. You know, it was probably the most up to that point in my life. It was the most um, what I would call logical or, or believable version of uh, reincarnation that I'd ever heard before. Yeah. And um, I'm just uh, curious because they talk about, you know, the veil of forgetting, you know, that we had to, to go through in order to come here. It, 
it sounds like from some of your past episodes that that you may have pierced through that veil of forgetting a little bit. I have. I have a lot of memories. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. I remember, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, <laughs> I remember a lot of stuff. I remember yeah. times. I remember other planets. I remember hmm. being with some of the same people in other scenarios. It's, and it's more all the time. That's part of the enlightened awakening uh, phase in, in all humans, whoever, however long it takes for everybody was going to have that experience just in their time. Yeah. And the more you go, the more you begin to remember um, past. And the reason we have to forget, the reason it's important that we forget when we're reincarnated in this earth, technically in this density, whether it's another planet or not, but another story. The reason we have to forget is because it's an unfair advantage. We're here to learn lessons and we're here to evolve our soul. That's the purpose of it, to grow in a spiritual way and become a higher vibrational being. And if we were to remember everything, we're not really learning those lessons. You know, the problem right. is that we're kind of, we have the cheat sheet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like not, playing a video game with the cheat codes, you know. And you're... Yeah, you can punch them in and you won it. But, <laughs> you know, really, come on. The journey is in finding that code. And, um, and as it goes, the more an individual is evolved spiritually. And I say it when I say evolution, I don't want it to come across as saying that it's meaning someone is better than anyone else because nobody's better than anyone else. We're all equal. We're in different levels and different parts of our journey. So the further one goes and the higher their vibration begins to grow, then they're able to access those memories. And that really starts through meditation. Okay. That was one of the questions I had for you is how do we connect to that? I don't know why. I'm, I know. I just want the cheat codes. You know, I, I want to <laughs> know about well, what right. happened, <laughs> you know, where, where I've been before. I don't know. It, it, in some ways, I think it might help me understand this life a little better. But um, maybe uh, ignorance truly is bliss, and it's just fun to kind of go through it and figure it out. <laughs> well, know? it's not a game. I mean, it really isn't. This is, mm. this is us. Yeah. This is our purpose. So not everybody has the attitude of wanting to come and learn lessons for their own soul evolution. Some people want, they, they, all beings want to evolve because once they get past like this, density experience even negative entities don't want to cross certain boundaries because mm. they'll lose energy and polarity okay they're seeking in their direction which is a more negative direction but they'll lose it by gaining positivity if they abridge like the free will rule for example um, if, if they impose something on someone they better darn well make sure they're going to have that individual controlled through their death and after. Huh. Otherwise, whatever positivity that individual has, they will be depolarized by that, that degree. So there are, there are, I say rules, but they're not really rules. They're just, this is how it works. And you can either abridge it or not. It's your choice. You will lose polarity, whether it's positive or negative, but you know, yeah. our free will comes in. So we do have free will because there's, I've, 
seen countless number of uh, and been down countless number of YouTube rabbit holes where people make compelling arguments that we don't have free will. You you say that we do. The very first, the very first thing created in the universe, and I say created because um, this is a whole different thing that we won't have time for in this show to talk about, but there is a creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. And that creator thought a thought, and that thought created the photon, that the Big Bang, which was the explosion of photons. The first thing set into motion was free will. So that each of those photons had the free will to group and vibrate and become what it wanted to become. Because if there wasn't a free will laid in that DNA at the very beginning, then the experiences that each individual ultimately will have won't be true, won't be, you know, pure. So there is free will. And I think the, the, the area that kind of becomes a little bit confusing is that it, we, when we, before we reincarnate, mm-hmm. we can program our life. And I say program, I say there's certain lessons I want to learn in this. I'm, I'm reincarnating to learn these lessons. Huh. So these are the things I want to learn. And what that does is it puts you on a direction. Now you can choose to go off of that path if you'd like. So there are things that are set in front of our path that are programmed by ourselves before we get here. But with while we're here, we think, I don't want to do that anymore. You can change your program. Huh. Okay. So you can still override whatever presets you might have made prior to coming down to this level of existence. Absolutely. I've even heard um, that we pick our own parents, which mm-hmm. when I first, that was a hard pill for me to swallow, Chris. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> not much, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that's, that's a, a kind of an interesting concept but once i warmed up to it i was like okay that that kind of makes sense actually you know that um mm-hmm. that i picked this because it allowed me to to evolve into whatever it is i am now you know because mm-hmm. i mean who shapes us more than that it's interesting because sometimes we choose a set of parents mm-hmm. um, to help them oh wow interesting um i i remember about 10 to 15 seconds prior to my coming to earth and being placed in my body as I was. I had a choice of three separate set of parents. Oh, wow. And the first set was, I was literally looking at pretty much the continental U.S. because I knew this is where I was going to come into. Mm -hmm. I had three set of parents. And the first set, my life would be pretty posh, pretty nice, pretty good. Um, But I really didn't have a great, you know, um, chance of learning the lessons I'm incarnating to learn. Hmm. And then the second one was, you probably will learn your lessons and you'll have a great life, but you will have some difficulty, but you may not learn your lessons too. You may get distracted. Okay. And the third set was, you'll definitely learn what you need to learn. And life's done. <laughs> <laughs> so you took door number three. <laughs> I started laughing and I, my guys were right behind me on each side huh. said, we all know which one I'm going to choose. 
And I closed my eyes and fell forward. So what was, what's that memory like of the astral plane? I mean, what is, uh, can you describe that in any context of language? It looks exactly like earth looks and it looks oh, really? exactly like everything here looks. Okay. Um, because it's customized per the individual. Okay. Whatever, however, our brain translates certain things is how that um, astral realm will kind of morph to suit you. That's mm. the huge difference between third density and beyond. Because third, first, second, and third density, it's all about us conforming to the density. Right. Okay. The lesson is why the whole point of coming is learning how to live in this barbaric hell. And then still be a light being at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, however long that takes you to do, that's great. And you can choose your lessons along the way. Wow. As you go. Now, you mentioned that there's eight densities, okay? Yeah. That Is that right? Okay. Uh, so, and of the eight, going from, and I know this is a way over simplification of it because there's as i've learned from you there's different levels within each density um but of the eight humans are between three and four right yes we're currently in the middle we're transitioning mm -hmm. third to four so why i've heard that the, the going between the third and the fourth density is the hardest step of all the densities is that true yes and if so why because your brain right now is trying to reject everything you're hearing hmm. and everybody's listening for the most part, the great majority of people will be trying their brains. Subconscious is going to try to reject it. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Your analytical mind is going right, to yeah. reject it. Your subconscious hmm. knows the truth. And um, in that transition from us understanding and learning that there's so much more than what we see in front of us. And it's just like, this is a fraction of what reality truly is. We are boxed in this tiny little box. Um, but that acceptance and understanding and realizing that we are really and all literally part of the same being. We're just like a little tiny cell of one large being. And I know that's another difficult one to get, to get down, but... Um, that's why we have to treat everyone exactly the way we would to be treated ourselves. Even people that are no good, they're negative. They're still, yeah. they're still light and they're still part of the creator. They're just a different branch. Huh? Yeah. That's always been a hard one for me to accept because I have been someone that in the past addicted to anger and judgment mm -hmm. and didn't even know I was addicted to it. Right. And, uh, finally, after learning about neuroscience, and how these chemicals react in our brain, you know, it, it dawned on me. And so you're, you know, you talk about things like that and you're helping me to, to be able to be friendlier to people or not, not so much friendlier, but just to be more compassionate to them when I don't, you know, when we feel, I feel diametrically opposed to these people. And there's a lot of that, I think of that going on right now in the world. And it's going to be more and more the the the, the gap between the, what we perceive as positive and negative is going to grow, mm. just because it's more polarizing. You know, it's like someone's got you got to pick your side. You know, uh. at the end, 
I don't know the exact date, but we have about 100 years left. And that's going to be the end of this run of opportunity for all of us to learn these lessons. That's why I'm kind of feeling so desperate to like, please get it, please get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please get it. You know, um, <laughs> I also know that it's okay. Um, they'll just have to come back later if they don't get it. But um, but when when this phase of lifetime, and I think in the religious um, institutions, we call it the rapture. Mm-hmm. Raw calls it the harvest. Um, in fact, sometimes in our fundamentalist uh, belief systems, we would call it harvest also. So that's kind of why I adopted that term. Oh, okay. uh, this harvesting time, since we're, we're very, it's been a 75,000 year process. Oh, really? And oh. As human beings, we're really kind of barbaric. And so we haven't gotten it. We're going to have to do the whole 75,000 years over again. Uh, but we probably won't do it on Earth because Earth is transitioning into the fourth density as a being of it in of itself because all matter has consciousness at their level and earth has a consciousness and that consciousness of the earth and the physical embodiment of that consciousness the earth is evolving it's going to be a higher vibrational um, place so third density beings can't be here okay it's not compatible so they'll have to go into long-term storage and then reincarnate on another planet and at the harvest time all the positive people will be harvested by positive entities and negative individuals will be negative, harvested by negative entities and they'll be incarnated on another negative planet. Okay. So I'm glad you said that because my interpretation of the harvest was that I've reached this level of enlightenment. They're going to take me away and I just get to be, you know, with the, with the creator back with, you know, um, returning to the, to the one, but yeah. that's not, not necessarily how it goes. Is that? It is for some people. Okay. If, if at the end of this 75,000 year period, um, you have increased your vibration enough that you're compatible for the fourth density, mm-hmm. you'll come back as a fourth density being and begin the lessons of the fourth density. Okay. And do we, so we don't always reincarnate, right? No, no. Okay. Beginning of in, uh, our incarnative experiences are automatic um, because we have, we have evolved from the photon because that was the yeah. first that existed on the universe, in the universe. And so we went up from the photon to, to material, to mineral, to bio animal, you know, single cells, you know, and moved up to more complex, smaller individuals and beings up through the animal kingdom and plant kingdom up to intelligent animals like our dogs and our cats and yeah. animals. And then once you get that level where that animal can actually feel love for others other than just simple survival, mm-hmm. then they're eligible for third density and they can come up and be the beginning of the human experience. Interesting. All the way up through that. Yeah. And then, and it, but if you if you can get there, and mostly it's just opening your mind. That's really literally all you have to do. Huh? Just open your mind and say, "I know I don't have all the answers. Tell me." Yeah. Will come. Yeah, my ego is not going to like that. But, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> the goal, right? Like they're the enemy, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, whenever I uh, we, we briefly talked about the movie Soul, the the Disney flick, and um, when I when I saw it, I thought, man, they really must be listening to your podcast because I kind of think uh, with this the reincarnation uh, theme of the movie and even the Jerry's, um, I kind of look at them as the social memory complex. Would mm. would you say that's an accurate kind yeah. of comparison? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I literally help screenwriters. I have been for years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, somebody in the UK right now is writing their second movie. Huh. And I've been helping them with concepts and how to turn sci-fi movie into, you know, and, and you have truths embedded within it so that our minds begin to open and we can accept yeah. Star Trek. The, the, the later episodes like Picard and discovery and. Oh, right. Yeah some of the others that are out right now i watch and i'm like oh, there's so much truth in some of these sort of huh. truth being just that's exactly what that entity looks like or that's exactly oh, wow. what he does to you know just concepts within different civilizations within those films and when i watched i, I was kind of embarrassed my best friend she was here from la she's a school teacher yeah she's here she comes a couple times a year and stays with me and we watched the movie soul like over christmas I just sat there and started crying. I'm oh, like, it's a beautiful movie. Just like boo-hooing. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much truth. I can't believe that's exactly what it is. That's that's it right there. Yeah. It looks a little different, but that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was cool the way they would put people in the astral plane when they were in a zone. <laughs> And then, of course, the menacing little—I um, forget her character's name now—but she would knock him out of uh, out of the zone. You know, oh, when a, the yeah, guy was going up for a dunk. <laughs> Do you, you really think there's like little things like that out there? You know, the the forces like that that kind of mess with us. There are. Oh wow. Okay. So, yeah. just like we have guardian angels, there's there's also, I guess, another side to that, right? There is. There, there is an entirely every go. You have to begin by understanding that all things have to be in balance. Mm. What yin and yang is. Yeah. Um, balance. So um, all good things that you see at some degree, there's going to be something negative, you know, because it's like matter and antimatter. It all has to balance, you know, and so uh, opportunities for a negative, an individual choosing to be a negative entity have to be equal to the opportunities for people choosing to be positive huh. because we, the universe can't make your choices. If free will is the ultimate, then everybody must choose from the same plate. Okay. So that's why we have the both sides, right? Yes. Because you can take a hammer and build a house or you can tear it down with yeah. the same. Hmm. It's all yeah. about the intention of the individual and how they take that energy coming into you and what you do with it is either becoming negative or positive. The energy is the same. Wow, interesting. So otherworldly beings, I, I would be remiss uh, if I did not bring up aliens because I, I talk about them endlessly. <laughs> and um, you have an interesting kind of take on them. And would you say that they're all dark entities if you ref if you refer back to when I was uh, saying that the astral realm customizes your experience mm. on your belief system because they don't want to abridge your free will. So if you believe there's going to be a alien gray that does a 
that probes you, you know, abducts you and probes you, well, that's probably what's going to happen. Huh. Okay. Because you already know that. Yeah. You can't introduce anything new. They can take what you already know and terrify you or help you move in a positive way. Okay. Depends on the individual, on the entity, whether they're working for the positive or for negative. Yeah. So yet again, it's just another, the outward um, appearance or experience that we have is just basically a reflection of, of what's in us, right? Um, it, it is. It is because um, I don't know if you happen to listen to my episode on the electrical body. In fact, um, one of your episodes talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what his concepts are great. I mean, I mean, oh, love him. Yeah. Great. I like that guy. Um, so he, he really takes science into the metaphysics. And yeah. we are on our own vibrational level. That energy yeah. coming from our magnetic, magne personal magnetosphere coming from our heart and our brain. So we have to stay within that vibrational phase. That's why we have to vibrationally evolve. And the more we evolve, the more is given to us, the more information and the more truths and the more memories come back. But we have to do the work. Yeah. We have to do the meditating. We have to do the giving of love and gratitude to all people. Yeah what it feels like at the moment you know because you look at every single individual there's love in there there's because hmm. we're all light beings we're, we're crammed into these little tiny bodies yeah. we're much larger and we're much we're like brilliant and bright huh wow i remember before i was born into my body at the time i was telling you i chose my parents right the feeling i had was sheer panic in the astral, huh. because I knew what it's like to come into a body. It's exactly the same feeling of being buried alive. Oh, really? It's, so it's traumatic to, to come into a lower density being, you know, because yeah. you're taking all of your consciousness, cutting most of the memory out and cramming it into this little. Heart. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's panicky. Wow, that's a powerful analogy and i've also heard that um like let's say you're at a higher density in the astral plane and you do incarnate down to this third and fourth density do you risk being stuck is that nobody will be stuck okay you may have to start from that level over again if you forget I see. if you get distracted yeah or you choose to change your polarity any negative being can become positive at any moment hmm. and any positive being can become negative. You lose a little bit of polarity, but the options there for you. And so do you think that, you know, we kind of oscillate back and forth between positive, negative, like, in other words, I mean, as despite my best efforts, I know I'm going to have a day where someone's going to cut me off in traffic and I'll say something, you know, that, uh, ordinarily <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> I feel like I try to, when I'm driving, just tell myself, I don't have enough information on that person to judge them right now. You know, like maybe they're on their way to, you know, a, a loved one that they haven't seen in years and they've just got to get there now. Um, things like that. But I, I sort of feel like I've got both 
the dark and the light inside of me. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of what, which one do I feed is, is like, which one grows. I can tell you what I tell a lot of people that I, that I kind of work with it that ask this very same question or something similar. Each choice we make affects our polarity one way or another. Mm. So if you envision a, a single line of infinity horizontal and in the middle of that line is a little dot is neutrality. And some people are neutral, some are positive, some are negative. So when you make a decision, imagine wherever you land on that line, you ultimately wanna go all this way to be negative or all this way to be positive. So you're sliding your whole life up and down this line. So each decision you make will slide you up more positive or slide you down more negative. So instead of, this is why there is no judgment. So don't judge your decisions based on replication, whatever, whatever happens after the decision. Look at how you're going to affect your own polarity. Where's that little slider going to land after you've made this, yeah. you've done this thing. So that's how you can, you can gauge your own self by looking at every single decision you do. Is this going to increase my positivity or is it going to increase my negativity? Right. Yeah. So you can visually envision and hold yourself accountable for your polarity, but not for your actions in a judgmental way. Right. Yeah. That's the trick, isn't it? To, to not judge ourselves <laughs> because yeah. you have to realize that you're learning. We're all learning. This is a yeah. process, you know, and then when that person in front of you cuts you off in traffic, mm -hmm. you have to realize a, they maybe don't even realize what they did. True. Yeah. It's all on me now or they're not in that same polarity place that I am. Right. They have a realization. I'll send them some love so that they can begin their journey a little sooner. Huh. There you go. I, I know that a lot of people feel like it's uh, the end of times. I hear that a lot. And, um, I've heard something interesting recently. Someone described it as, uh, it's not the end of the world, but we're going through such a rapid transformation that because of our limited five senses, it, it feels like the world is ending. Yeah. Um, do you think that's accurate? It is accurate. Uh, third density is ending. Hmm. You know, and, and us in this physical body, we can't live outside of third density yet because we haven't evolved enough. So yes, things are happening and will continue to happen. COVID is part of the rapture. It is like a swipe of the sieve, you know? Okay. It's taking this portion of the uh, of harvest with them and out of the field, right? Yeah. There's going to be another and another until there's none left. And I think it's about a hundred years. It's going to okay. be the last swipe of the sickle. Um, but it, our perspective is what matters. We have to see what's happening. This isn't a negative. This is not the end of the earth. This is the beginning of a greater earth. Hmm. This is the beginning of a greater life experience for ourselves. We have literally millions of years to live from this point on. Wow. We have a very long time to live, and this is a very short. This is what hell is in the Bible. We're living it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It just I mean, didn't I'd, call it. <laughs> yeah. 
right? <laughs> oh man, this is a. Uh, I knew that we were going to have a lot to talk about, you know, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I sometimes have to listen to your episodes a few times. Um, you know, one that I'm currently trying to like digest is the one where you talk about the difference between space time and time space. Uh, that one is just continues to melt my face off. <laughs> I don't know that. You. You know, I have to tell you, a lot of times this isn't my information. Hmm. Just push record and start talking. Really? You don't make like, you don't have any notes or anything. It's just, where did you, I mean, did you acquire this knowledge? Did you study you know, text? And... And my guides send me information as I speak. Huh. And you're, and you're able to open up that sort of line of communication through meditation, you said, right? Yes. Yes. But it started when I, and it doesn't have to start for everybody the same way, but it started in the death experience. Mm. Five years old. It was reinforced in the second death experience, and it was really solidified when I was in the prior to being in the coma, when all I wanted was a single breath. Your yeah. brain resets and says nothing matters outside of this next breath. Wow! So within this moment of a breath, what are you going to learn? Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to have you back on because I feel like there's we could probably do three episodes. <laughs> Or if you want to. Yeah, because I haven't even scratched the surface, really, of all the things, all the topics that you cover. So, I mean... I honestly feel like my first season of the podcast is basically whatever that topic is, intro. Because you go from there, there's so much information. Yeah. It's just, it blows my brain, you know, and, and they... I was given a download like two weeks ago of a device I'm currently building, you know, that, so that's amazing. And that's another whole topic, you know, but it's a healing device and helps balance. It's basically acupuncture without being punctured. Oh, wow. It's pretty amazing. I'm like, how did I know to build that? I have. Really? (laughs) Oh man. I'm interested in that because uh, I'll be honest. I've always wanted to do acupuncture, but the needles were sort of a, that's a big barrier of entry for me. (laughs) I've laid there on my stomach with needles in me. And I'm like, just get them out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not relaxing. Huh? <laughs> oh, it does not do that for me. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. And we can talk about that another time too, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's called the uh, Dean's I'm calling it the Dean's device, the divine evolution, electro, the divine evolution, the electromagnetic micro singularity device. Wow. Because it focuses um, piezoelectric magnetic energy to a single point. And when you do that, um, it resets your energy centers. Your chakras, right? Chakras, yeah. Wow. And it helps to balance and it goes throughout your body. So it, I'm literally, I received the information two weeks ago and tomorrow another battery's you know, being delivered and I can maybe get it done tomorrow or Sunday. Wow. And you're doing some really cool stuff. I mean, I had no idea about that. Just the podcast itself is well, it's a... here on your on your show. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's cool. Um, I mean, I know that uh, Divine Evolution is is on all the podcatchers out there. Um, what what else should people do to keep up with you? Is there any other places? My best friends, they all say. 
how do we keep up with you? What, what I'm like, I don't, I just ask. <laughs> From moment to moment, you know, I'm literally truly living moment to moment. You know, so um, I am creating a couple of new web pages, actually. Um, One's going to be for the device. I just I just created one called Light Love Media. So it's lightlovemedia.com. It's parked yet. It's not built. That's one thing I don't do. So I got to get somebody else to do that for me. But um, yeah, so that's an option. Uh, Of course, I'm on Buzzsprout and uh, my website through Buzzsprout is there. And Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, all of them. So. Good deal. Well, I'll make sure to link all this stuff in the in the show notes, and uh, hopefully, you know, I know that uh, anybody listening to my show uh, would definitely like yours. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of the uh, <laughs> the armchair quarterback of, of uh, you know spirituality, and I feel like you're you know you're you're deeper down in this path, you know, and that's one of the reasons I love talking to you, people like yourself, because um, it's it's just a I don't know. It's hard to put into words, man. Well, uh, I appreciate that. You know, um, these are hard won lessons, you know, 54, what? No, 53. Yeah. 53. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to appreciate it. So I'm 53 years old and I've learned my lessons the hard way. Yeah. I want to share that with people. I can't enlighten anyone. They have to enlighten themselves, but I want to, my goal is just to share information. And so, oh, I thought I have an email too. So um, it's divine evolution podcast at gmail.com. It's easy. Yeah. So we want, please send me questions. If, if you have issues, I work with people all the time, you know, I never charge. I don't charge anybody anything. Wow. So I'm here to help. We need more people like you, Chris. There are more people like me. We just got to find them. There you go. <laughs> Well, what do they say when the when the student is ready, the teacher appears? Is that is that the old saying? The lesson that does appear that way, yes. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much. I'm going to have to have you back on the show, Chris, for sure. I I would love to come back. I'm happy to help. Do what I can. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I I got a lot out of it myself, and uh, thank you, Chris, from the Divine Evolution Podcast, for joining me today. Um, As usual, you know the drill. Check those show notes. I'm going to list all the ways that you can listen to Divine Evolution, as well as ways you can contact me. I'm expanding my social media reach. The empire is growing. (laughs) So check that. You can find all the ways. Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace. Just kidding. MySpace. I missed that, right? Get a theme song going on your page. It's the good old days of social media. Anyway, you can find me at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. <laughs>